All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Your Story podcast. I got my man David Coulter with me from FFL Squadron, who's coming off one of his best months yet. But, you know, this is our podcast where we, we, we enjoy the individual guests that we have, in this case, David, where they actually get a chance to go down memory lane and tell us their story. Like, where are they from? What have they done? What have they seen? And these are my favorite, as you all know. So... David, first off, man, how's it going today, bro? Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> no, no complaints whatsoever. I love it, man. I really do. Um, so if you could take us down memory lane, talk to us about some of the things that made you the man you are today, and I, I, I would be greatly appreciated. I touched on it last uh, in the last podcast. Um, about my upbringing very briefly being in the so-called cult uh, for about 25 years of my life I mean you know starting off with my parents obviously you know with the upbringing that I've had but regardless of how any of you look at a cult and the way it operates there's not as many benefits uh, as there are downsides to it, but some of the benefits are that, you know, it's created the man that you see right here. Um, but that, that goes to a lot of people's credit, not just to that. It was, you know, I don't know if, you know, you really want me to get into any details of that kind of background, but at the same time, you know, it's, it was, it was exactly what you see a cult is today. You know, it's very, very locked down, very, you know, non-exposed to the outside and didn't really know who I was as a person, personally, until I broke through, until I had that breakthrough. And that would have been around August of 2019 when two of my older brothers had actually, you know, broke through the same barrier and come out to the outside to have a free life, to actually grow personally, professionally, and just enjoy life. Are you, you allowed know? to talk about it or go, I am. go into it further? Because right now it's under this kind of banner of cult, which people have an idea of what that is, but there's intricacies to that. Um, in your story. So if you could, any color you can have would be amazing. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually a Christian, you know, church group. They are global. There's only about 50 to 60,000, uh, globally, uh, born into it, uh, from, from my side of things, but it really started back when, um, John Nelson Darby, in the 18, mid to uh, late 1800s, him and five other men broke away from the Church of England. And he was really the leader that kind of started what is now called the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church. And now they more refer to themselves as the exclusive brethren, the chosen ones. So I think a lot of people know what Amish are and the brethren actually derive from the Amish Got it. going way back, but it's now a lot, it's much different now than it ever has been 
because up until about 1920s, 1930s, you you could be in or out. You know, my if if half my family wanted to be out, I could still do have a normal family relationship with them. Everything was a okay until they came down with what they call the truth of separation. And you don't eat or drink with anybody outside of the church. Those who you don't have communion with, those who you don't break bread with. And it split a lot of families up. That actually used to be a much larger group. But once, once that happened and it came down to separation, people didn't want to break the families up. And I'm not going to separate my family just to be in this church. Right. Well, I had to make that choice as one of the hardest choices ever. And I have, I'm one of 10. My parents are still together, been together through, you know, everything. And they're awesome people. But unfortunately, you know, they're stuck in this, in this church that they only have a one-eyed vision, if that's what you want to call it. And they see everything outside of those four walls as evil. And that's the way I and my two older brothers are looked at now, even though we have all have an amazing life. I have, you know, and, and that's where I really come from, even mm -hmm. from the practice company. As I mentioned last time, I came from a cult to a cult and now I'm free. Huh. Wow. And I didn't, I never realized that until I came over here. That's crazy. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah. You touched on that on the last podcast very briefly, but all that color really just helped the story. I didn't realize that it was, you know, I didn't realize that this, you haven't been with us that long. December. I mean, like, so for you to be saying it like that, you're talking about four or five months of quote unquote freedom in your mind and you're you're what 29 30 years old yeah that's wild the, the feeling is is it's it's hard to explain it in words literally that's awesome though. Um, was, was actually just having a conversation with my fiance before i came in to do this podcast and she said the same thing she said you know just to see your progress from where you started because I left in August of 2019. I met her in December of 2019 and we've been together ever since. Hmm. And it's to me, it's wild because I didn't leave because I was treated badly. I left because I wanted freedom. You don't date, you get married in the church and it's as simple as that. So I, quote unquote, had two relationships in the church, but they were long distance because anybody near me, I was either related to or they were too young. So I came out here to finally have a normal life with a supporting partner, someone who I actually wanted to be with instead hmm. of being told who I should be with. Wow. And she's seen every single step of progress Pretty That's much amazing, bro. because it was only a couple months after I left. That's amazing. And it blows her mind. But wow. a lot of credit for who I am today goes to her as well. Totally. 
Totally. So now let's go. Let's go from one, you know, cult to another cult. You know, which you didn't even know, right? You were. I didn't you, know at the time. You're like, hey, I'm I thought that was go for freedom. <laughs> you know, now because I thought that was the best company in my life. Right. So there's a psychology around the word cult here in this second situation, but you know that psychology better than than a lot of our audience. So can you break Absolutely. down how you found out or how you realized tendencies were very similar to what you had already experienced? Absolutely. In the, from the church group that I came from, that you were controlled with everything. No radio, no TV, no live music, unless we performed it ourselves. Um, no open internet access. And we, I, I remember when we had no computers, no cell phones, fax machines couldn't even be in, in, the, in the church group's businesses. They had to be in a separate building. Wow. And now it's evolved so much. They all have smartphones. They all have computers. It's the new day and age. And unfortunately, they realized, well, I should say fortunately, they realized that that kind of thing was needed in order to not only have protection, so you could have communication with any family members, but also for business. You can't run a business off a typewriter nowadays. That's just not going to happen. And that's the way it was for so long. Right. I mean, I've been out since August. I, I speak to my parents very little here and there, not because of my not not because of my choice, but because they feel they will be in trouble if they talk to me because of the decision I made regardless of the fact that I now feel like I have a better connection and a better relationship with my creator than I ever did in there. Wow. Once I left there and went to the practice company, it was such a huge, huge change for me, regardless of the fact of that I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. But it was such a massive change because I was making more money there than I ever had until I made the switch here. Now, the reason I call that a cult as well is because they were very controlling. When you're a 1099 entrepreneur, you are your own boss. You run your business. You have control over your resources. That's the whole point of being a 1099 entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until I came here. There, they say you're 1099, <laughs> but you're truly a 1099 employee mm. because they give you the resources, they control your resources, they tell you when to work, they tell you what to do. And if you take a day off, they ask you where you are. If you don't work for a week because you're on vacation, enjoying life, which everyone is entitled to do, you get back and you get excuse my language, lead pack, and all of this other stuff that here we never have to worry about. I can go on a three-month vacation, come back and buy a brand new lead pack and keep my business going at 110%. Yeah. That's huge. Um, so this made up quite a bit of your whole life. Hundred percent. Now, how did this play out in school? 
they have their own private school. Okay. Even did you go to college? Absolutely. So when I went, so I went uh, grade, I went through kindergarten through fifth in public school. As soon as I went to sixth grade, it was their private school until graduation at 12th grade. They, none of them go to, to college. None of them go to university. It's looked down upon everything like that, which wow. I had a job as soon as I came out of high school. So I was very thankful for that. I've never gone to college. I'll admit it. I never will because of this opportunity right here. Wow. And what I've learned. Now, I see a lot of people who have bachelor degree, all these different degrees, and they're babysitting. They're doing all these working at a grocery store. I didn't have to worry about that. Not saying that I'm any better than they are, but that I'm, that's just that's one of the positives that I have taken away from being part of that group. Mm is now I'm, I, it teaches you to become a man faster because they put more responsibility on you. Got it. That's strong. So makes sense. So let's, let's go into the free world, you know, um, family first life was presented to you. Um, when you, when you looked at it, or when you look at it today, the question I ask you is why family first life? Because it's the best. I didn't realize that until, you know, my manager explained it to me. I actually had been, I had been recruited for over, well over a year before I even started here. And you know, you've heard many times, every time that somebody tried to recruit us from Family First Life, we said no. We turned them away because we had renewals. We had this. We had leads given to us. We had all this stuff that Family First Life doesn't have because, you know, we were so scared of actually taking control of our resources, making money off people that you bring in instead of actually busting your ass and doing the work yourself to bring yourself a paycheck. And I didn't, I, I never saw that until I knew the truth about it. And that's because they don't tell you the truth. They just tell you FFL is bad. Stay away from them. Hmm. Why do they say that? Because they know they're better and they don't want you. They know if you see the truth, <laughs> it's an automatic transition. <laughs> automatic. What, what makes it automatic? That's a great word, dude. What makes it automatic? People are looking for something better every single time. They're looking for the easier way out. To be honest, a lot of people say, don't take the easy way out. This is the easy way out and the hard way out. The easy way out because you take control of your own resources and give yourself the best opportunity every single day with the resources we have available to us, but also the hardest way out because you have to work that much harder, but it's also a lot more satisfying because you get to see the results of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the benefit of, of being able to help families and get paid what you're worth for putting in hundred percent for putting in the work. Yeah. hundred percent. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So the easiest, the hardest, and the best. You have, that's why, and, and what you just said 
is all in one. That's a that's a very very rare opportunity. Everybody wants to have everything in one. If you're listening to this podcast, you have it here. Wow. <laughs> Don't hesitate. And I hope everybody at the at the practice company at my old company hears that because they'll now know the truth. And that's what we're about here. We're about the truth. We're not here to try and get somebody on for something that so for something free they requested mm. and then transition into a huge life-changing decision, which is life insurance, mm. because that's exactly what we're doing here. We're dealing with people who see the value in life insurance, who see the need for it, and we're taking care of them. We're not forcing people into situations knowing that, okay, I'm going to get paid now, but then the second monthly payment hits, that's going to get canceled because I had another bill. They didn't really want it. They didn't see the value in it. They did right up front because when, when we were talking to them because, hey, it all sounds great. I can make you believe anything. I can sell ice to an Eskimo, things like that, right? But at the end of the day, when you start actually seeing that come through when you're not, that's not something that you saw the value in in the first place, it's not going to stick. It's not going to mean anything. And we're actually taking care of people who need this and want it. And that's why we're successful here because we have options for everybody. No doubt. No doubt. That's amazing. Um, and as you look into 2023, you know, having consistently good months and now let me ask you a question. How confident do you feel that, you know, April is going to be your best month yet? <laughs> I feel very confident. That's amazing. That that and and, and 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 I and I don't even hesitate to say that, even though you know I'm taking my fiance to Cayman Islands for five days. You know, in the middle of the month. You're on the Cayman Islands. It's, I love it. It's, it's I I don't have any. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Cayman, look at you. You ain't playing games, bro. You live in that life. Um, so funny story about that, and it's funny you bring that up. I actually used to work for a company in the church where we supplied all the door frames and hardware for the Kempton Seafire Hotel on Seven Mile Beach in Grand Cayman. Mm. I was the assistant project manager there. Wow. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. And it's crazy because we it was looked down upon for even doing anything on a vacation island because we weren't doing the Lord's work, mm. which in reality we were because we were taking care of business. Yeah. But that that was just a side note. That's why we're going down there. I haven't seen that since 2017. It was actually rated the number one hotel in the world in 2017. Congrats, bro. I mean, I love it. You're doing a lot of um, work. Um, you, you're, you seem very positive. You know, obviously you've done the work. You're do, you've done work to your, your, your um, psyche and your ability to, to attack life with vigor. You found the, the you know the best opportunity on earth. It's working, you know. Your your spouse sees it as well. Um, is this your girlfriend or your spouse? Excuse me. Fiance. Fiance. We just got engaged in October. I mean, you're living. You're literally living your best life, man. So, what you've gone through to get to that is amazing. And everyone's story is different. Like, I've heard just about everything on this podcast. 
Uh, well, I, can't, I really can't say that because I never heard this. Um, so that means the next story I might not have never heard, but I heard a lot. You know, everybody's story is different and everybody's trying to overcome, bro. And you're doing a great job overcoming, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of you after hearing your story and you're so positive, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're so, you're so pot. You're going to have a big company, a big agency because you're super likable. People are going to be wanting to work with you. You're, you're becoming a sales machine and you're super positive, man. And you, you, you overcome probably the worst of, of what you had to overcome from a standpoint of your past, but just moving forward, fiance, getting married, going on, you know, doing your thing, man. So that's pretty exciting, dude. One thing I want to point out, uh, especially because this is a podcast and I'm kind of excited to say this kind of thing. Uh, I never really got to say this kind of thing, even at the practice company. And, and to be honest, there wasn't anything this exciting to talk about there. But here I come in and I hear, oh, there's, there's convention in, in, what was it, February, mm-hmm. you know, qualify here or register here. And I, I said to my manager, I said, how do I qualify? In the mindset of at the practice company, you have to write this amount of business and this amount of time based on your contract in order to qualify to go to convention. So the people who really need the help that don't hit their numbers can't even go to convention. Wow. Here, anybody can go. As soon as I found that out, that was it. Wow. And I was on board. And I'll tell you one thing. I've been to convention at the last company and I've been to this convention. I've never taken away more golden nuggets from any convention than from the Family First Life Convention of 2023. Dude, you're you're going to explode, dude. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Your excitement has me excited. You know, I'm so excited for what what this the rest of the year has in store for you. And just the future. You're very young. You're passionate. You you know the business. You know what you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna. I mean, people come here. We always we joked for years that you know, fifteen families at another company is fifty families here. <laughs> it's just it's 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 crazy. You're hundred percent. But if this is the best place to sell, it's also the best place to build. So we we attract a lot of top talent because. It's the best place to sell, which makes it the best place to build. You're realizing that you're 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 living in that truth, and and you're really starting to really peel back the blinds and uncover how great it. Like you have no idea <laughs> how great this is gonna get for you. I still don't think what a lot of people understand is the awesome feeling to be able to put the money out for your own resources. Everybody shies away from that. I shied away from it. That was huge for me. I was scared. I didn't want to buy my own leads. But until you realize that you're going from a 62.5% contract to, I'm at a 115 now, the difference in one sale and what you make on that sale is huge. It's absolutely ginormous. I would have to write 2000 to make 900 on a 62 and a half. Now I can use that additional, the difference between the 62 and a half to 115 
and put that into leads and keep the 62 and a half for myself. It's exactly what I was doing at the last company anyway. Why not do it here and just utilize the extra to buy leads and buy quality leads when I want, where I want, and make a lot of money. I actually, it's funny that we were even talking about this because I was um, just watching a, a short video on an agent from the practice company, just at a different agency. He's doing very well for himself, but he also tried to explain the negatives about buying your own leads. And I reached out to him to correct him because in the, he doesn't know. He was saying that if you spend 8,000 in leads and you only make, and you write 10,000, you're only making 2,000 and we get our leads for free here. They give you your leads. They do this, they do this. You don't need to spend that. If I spend $8,000 in leads, I'm protecting 80 families. That's crazy. 100%, probably more. Because these are people who actually want life insurance. I'm not spending 45 minutes on Zoom to build your trust to then ask you, okay, or to tell you, okay, we're going to transition to life insurance. Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I only requested a, a, a freebie. This isn't what I asked for. <laughs> and I just wasted 45 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of time. And again, last night, one call closed, two applications. I have three more applications coming from the same family tomorrow mm -hmm. because I didn't have their info. Within that 45 minutes, two bank accounts, one social. Do you know how I, I would get to 45 minutes, start the introduction to the life insurance, the last company, all on Zoom. They would see me. They know I'm a real person. Do you know how hard it was to get their social and bank account? I can only and they know. could see me. These people can't even see me. They don't know where I am. That's you're, you're, you're And they're giving me being, that information. You're referring to that being a telesale. On, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Dude, the information is amazing. You are definitely exemplary in what you're doing. Um, I'm ex so excited to hear the excitement, but I know that the smile that you have, which is a great smile, you, you know, great, bright smile is only getting brighter. Thanks to braces. I know. I know <laughs> it's only getting brighter, my brother. So, you know, this is a very good story. Thank you so much, David, for sharing your story with us. This is immaculate, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Listen, I'll, I'll be up in the office soon. I, I apologize for not being able to come up, um, you know, since we started in December, but We'll be sure to touch base very soon. I'll be hitting, hitting you up next time we come up in the area. Can't wait, man. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for Absolutely. listening, everybody. God bless. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Take care, sir.